market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that frankly deserves a Logie or an Emmy, maybe just a participation award. If we're lucky. We'll take it. I'm Andrew Page and Scott Phillips is with me as always. Thanks, mate. G'day, Andrew. G'day, fools. It's good to be with you. Kind of not really, right? Well, we were with you a couple of weeks ago when we recorded yeah, this. Yeah, you're listening to this next week or we were here last week or something. We're probably sitting by the pool. No, we're probably at work, actually. But we're not here in the studio. We pre-recorded this. This is our special look back on 2017 with some awards. Yes, the foolies, the... we're calling them. Oh, like Logie, fool, fool, genius. We are very clever. We people. are genius. Why aren't Let's the marketing it. people knocking down our door saying, please come and design the next big coke It's a mystery to me, my Isn't friend. It? it is a mystery we to me. We should have a branding consultancy or something. The foolies. So it is the, the, foolies. the best and worst of 2017. The crowd goes wild. We've got a whole bunch of awards that we're going to give out. The good, the bad, the ugly. A whole bunch of stuff that's happened that we think deserves special mention. Very good. And, mate... We had a lot of fun with this, and it was it was tough. <laughs> it was really tough to sort of come up with some winners here. So in many instances, we've got some runner-ups. Partly because we also wanted to build the tension. We, we wanted That's to what build they do on the game tension. shows. Yeah. The nominees are, you know, the voiceover and the guy in the black suit with the tux. We're actually wearing tuxedos in the studio here, Phil. Of course uh, we are. We have drinking champagne. We have... Uh, we're in our, our finest. That's right. You're in shorts. Yeah, totally am. I'm in a but they're my, they're my business shorts. <laughs> so, our special Fully Award shorts. That's right. Every year you'll have to wear those same shorts. I mate. will. Mate, I've only got one pair, let's face it. <laughs> Please wear the shorts. So, so, so where we should we... Well, haven't we? Oh, God. Um, you... This has been a big year for bubbles. It has, hasn't it? Let's start. Drum roll, ready? Oh, actually, we'll do a drum roll for the announcement. Okay. What, Andrew Page... Was the most overhyped stock of 2017? Well, mate, there there was a, there was a, a couple of good contenders here. Weren't we have they? to think back. It sort of seems like a long time ago now, but I think one that the stood are. out for me was a little company uh, with the code THC. THC. So, which um, which is the active compound in marijuana? So, <laughs> got to be a coincidence. So, you have to under what Surely no was, was it piss. that this company did? Uh, this is Hydropo, which is a Hydro, hydro okay, right, Hydroponics THC. Right, so, I'm getting I'm getting a vibe. Uh, yes. I'm getting a vibe. I'm thinking computer software. We're, we're being a bit unfair to, to Hydropo here because there's a we're whole really there, there's a whole range of so-called <laughs> pot stocks, and there's been a bit of a buzz about uh, this sort of being legalized for for medical uses. That's going to require a whole bunch of sort of commercial uh, level. Uh, operations and there's a whole bunch of companies supposedly with the license to do this and uh, a huge market to to participate in yes. and we saw we saw shares get really quote unquote high <laughs> do you like that oh, uh, this is starting off really badly mate we're going to smoke this episode look um, <laughs> we we saw we saw companies are yeah, making me a bit paranoid mate <laughs> go, go on hungry yes we, we... <laughs> Like, lucky we're not sampling the product. No, well, that's, that's to be debated. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. So, companies appointed advisors. Some bloke called Doctor Cannabis was appointed as an advisor to one company, and the shares shot up. <laughs> that's right. Another another mining company. I'm pretty sure it was called Queensland Bauxite. Announced it would start looking into this stuff. Even Blackmore said, "Maybe we'll do something with you know hemp or marijuana or something." And the you can't make this stuff up. 
the market, the segment, the sector, the the group of stocks that like to know that know themselves as marijuana stocks really took off. They really did. What about THC? THC kind of bumbled around for much of the year. It got down to about twenty cents, and then it exploded uh, up to over a dollar. So it was a five-fold increase, almost a six-fold increase. Mm-hmm. And you know there was everyone was talking. Every stock market forum in the country was was lit up. Uh, like <laughs> there's probably another bad pun in there. <laughs> it was lit up, and 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 lo and behold, it, it you know the, the 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 claims were too bold, the expectations too rich, and things came crashing back down. So That's shares cool. down a good. 50% well, almost from where they much? were. Now, to be fair, these guys are still up 50% where they started the year. So I'll give them credit for that. But it it's something that we must mention because every year, without fail, this kind of stuff happens. Something, Dude. Some sexy macro story comes. People get super excited. The price, Even when there's a nugget. And there's a, by the way, any good bubble, there's a, there's a good nugget of truth here. And there is with there is with the pot stocks. Dude, if, if the nominations process went this long on the Logies, it would oh, fairly come take three days. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so so anyway, <laughs> they didn't even win the award. They they didn't win the award. Who was the winner, mate? The, Drum roll, hang on. The, the, the winner is Get Swift. Get Swift. ASX code GSW has a little bit of revenue. They make about a million dollars in revenue. In revenue, not making any profit. Oh no, they're not making any profit. About six, seven people in the company. Yeah, but it's it's SaaS. So so it's a software as a service type thing. They're doing some pretty cool little bit of tech for for logistics companies, delivery companies, that kind of stuff. Apparently, Amazon's a customer. And and they they made an announcement that Amazon they're gonna they're gonna work with Amazon. Something really vague. We talked about this on a previous podcast. Shares basically went up a hundred percent. So this is a company that's gone from twenty eight cents at the start of the year. Okay, what? Have we doubled or tripled? No, mate, this has gone to $4. $4. Actually, it went to $4.60 at one point. <laughs> at that point, it was worth about half a billion bucks. Half a billion dollars. Winner, winner, winner. Now, again, we mentioned in the previous podcast that the companies don't really have much <laughs> responsibility for terms of what the market does. If they're shares, they're just running their business. So we won't be too harsh with them. But this is another classic example of over-exuberance and the market just getting carried away. So when it comes to deciding what's going to be the most overhyped stock for 2017, get swift. Definitely wins. And the, almost, the gold fully. We've almost guaranteed that it's going to go up again. Oh, now that we've said that, you know, <laughs> just absolutely. Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Let's move to the next category. Do you want okay. To... The next category is deal of the deal year. Deal of the year. Deal of the year. So we're talking about the corporate deal of the year. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a couple of runners up. First was Fox selling to Disney. Right. Well, most of its assets at least. Most we talked about this again two, three, four weeks ago. Yep. Um, so a very, very, very big corporate deal. Murdoch offloading um, the television and film part of the business, mm-hmm. getting squillions of dollars for it. We thought that was actually a pretty sensible deal, actually, didn't we? I think time? that's pretty right. They're getting rid of almost everything other than the TV stations that the Fox Sports and the Fox mm-hmm. Newses. Mm-hmm. Disney gets a bit of extra heft. It gets to launch its own streaming channel with lots and lots of more content. Yep. Puts the entertainment business kind of together to some degree and gives them a chance to fight against Netflix, um, at the same time being a good deal for Murdoch, who's getting on in years and the boys don't seem super keen to take over the business. Yeah. And another runner-up we had to mention was the domain spin-off from Fairfax, yeah. which was a really interesting one. So Fairfax, obviously, 
obviously being uh, the guys who published The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald Correct. and a bunch of other stuff. A whole lot of original papers. whole bunch of structural tr troubles there that we've talked about uh, a lot on the show. Newspapers just really struggling with, mm -hmm. with, with uh, the new media, I suppose. But within that stable of assets they had was this little nugget called Domain, which is online business that does real estate. Um, uh, it's like real estate online. Um, and it... it, it it was spun off, and the, mm -hmm. I, we thought it was a very, very good deal because at a point you were getting Fairfax essentially for free as a shareholder there as well as your domain shares. That's a pretty good deal. Not a bad deal, Not but the, best deal. the winner. Not the largest deal, we should say. For the best deal Drum roll. Of, of 2017 was... Westfield, $33 billion. $33 billion bucks. The Lowys have had enough. Thank you very much. Um, again, Frank is getting on in years. He's not too, I think he's a little bit senior to Rupert Murdoch or maybe just under, but they're both in their mid-80s. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the boys have been running the company uh, on Frank's behalf for quite a few years now. And I have to say, I know I'm getting old, but I was surprised to hear that Frank Lowy's sons are also grandparents themselves. You yeah. kind of think of the boys as being a 40-something, and in my mind, they're still that age. But they're all getting on. Um, Frank had always said he didn't want Westfield to be a dynasty. And he got made an offer by a European a property conglomerate that he frankly couldn't refuse. Ten bucks. He said he wants at least $10. Mm -hmm. So for $10 and one cent, and the deal was done. And he said deal, a very, very good deal. And a good deal for shareholders too, we think, at the time. So one of them, and just to clarify, that's for the overseas assets, not for right. the Australian uh, Which aren't part of Westfield, Westfield anyway, They right? now belong to another company called yes. Centre. Motley Fool Money. For more, go to fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The biggest surprise of 2017, mate, uh, there were, uh, we thought, who are the finalists here for the, for the gold fully for, for biggest surprise? There's but only one, you haven't watched Logan in a long time. No. Everyone gets a silver Logan. in the oh, do they? Only one guy goes, oh, God, Logan. award shows. Can I say that even though we're doing an award show? <laughs> I'm just not a fan. No, you can't. Okay, too late. <clears throat> Note to the editors, please edit that out. <laughs> this will never make it to where, mate, uh, I promise. Uh, but who are we kidding, mate? There, there is only one. It is Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the, the biggest surprise of the year. Now, this is... I'm not surprised I made some money. You oh. sure did. In fact, you could have made a hell of a lot more money because it, this thing went from about $1,000 per Bitcoin to 25000 in a year. You get to a point now where the daily fluctuations in Bitcoin value <laughs> are worth more than what the whole thing was worth right. at the beginning of the year. Right, you know. Just to put that in perspective. I think it, at one point it moved more, I think we've said this on podcast before, moved more in six hours than it was worth in the month of January it, it alone. Is, it is just phenomenal. Yep, and, yep. and what is... I think so I've got to be careful here there's nothing new under the sun as the old saying goes but I think what might be unique new uh, first here is that this is if I dare use the word a, a, a bubble which is truly oh, global so this is something with anyone with a smartphone anywhere in the world whether you're in the back of Zimbabwe or you're in downtown Manhattan you can participate in this mm -hmm. this is a situation where no one knows really what's going on uh, we've tried to wrap our heads around it a few mm -hmm. times we kind of get close but like a bar of soap it always sort of slips <laughs> from our grasp um, and and it, it, it is it is frankly, showing no signs of going, well, here we could sort of talk about this bigger surprise. This thing might be worth a quarter of a million dollars per Bitcoin right, right. this time next year. But we we think it deserved the, the, the biggest surprise fully just because 
almost by definition, when you see gains of that size, no one was expecting. I mean, otherwise, everyone would have bought it, right? It, exactly. <laughs> you know, in fact, you would have bought it in 2009 if you had any inclination this was going to happen. So the biggest surprise, the biggest folly definitely is Bitcoin. It's the one we don't have any nominations for because, frankly, this was just streeted the field by so much. I just, it, 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 <laughs> it was, weren't needed. In right? fact, it could have won a few different different category awards. There you know, you know, different things. But all that. Well, it was the year of Bitcoin, right? Yeah, it, it, it was. Maybe the gold filter should go to Bitcoin. And I said this to you, um, a couple of weeks ago. When you get to a situation where every taxi or Uber that you jump into, every person you meet <laughs> at a barbecue, everyone is just talking about it, you know that something, something is going on. Real money advice from real people. Not just a couple of dicks with a Porsche. Get more at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Next, I'm going to announce... The biggest bankruptcy fully. Oh. For a future in the year. They, well, there always are. We'll start with uh, one of the nominations was an international bankruptcy we thought we'd include just because there are some implications or potential implications mm-hmm. when it comes to Australian retail. And that was Toys R Us. Toys the American, R Us. The American company was kind of, remember World for Kids? Mm-hmm. You all love to remember that? So Maya tried to launch this World for Kids kind of spin-off idea to compete with Toys R Us when it came to Australia. It died a horrible, horrible death. Mm. And Toys R Us was the kind of the, the unbeatable, the, the, the behemoth, the, the clear winner. Biggest range, big stores, low prices, the whole lot. It went broke. It did. Now, it went broke partly because they frankly levied up too much and debt is always a bad oh, thing. At least that old sizes. chestnut, hey? Right, right. Always. But in any case, if there was that debt and the sales and profits were enough, you could pay back the money. Mm. Clearly, this business is not one that's been firing on all cylinders. Too much debt, overreach, not fighting effectively on the online front. <sighs> Now, honourable mention goes to Slater and Gordon, who didn't quite go bankrupt. They so didn't. managed to avoid being a, a legitimate contender, but went as close as you can pretty much get without literally going down the tubes. So Slater and Gordon gets an honourable mention. Mate, the the start, I've got to mention, at the start oh, of the year, they, this is, they, everyone was out, talking like about um, Slater and Gordon. You just went, if you were an early investor in Slater and Gordon, and you sold at the right time, it's a very important caveat, it made a fortune. <laughs> it just went right, up right. and up and up and up. And, and then? Acquisitions, expansions, all of that kind of stuff. And yep. then it came down on, a, on an adjusted basis because they have raised some money. Mm. Shares have gone from about $800 adjusted down to $3 Oof. in the space of 2017. That's a massive fall. Like, you know... Uh, Oh, but they man. didn't go broke. So the winner of the biggest bankruptcy fool of 2017 is... Network 10. Of course, Network 10. Owned by the moguls. It was owned at one point by Bruce Gordon and Lachlan Murdoch and That's Gina right. Reinhart. There was some belief, some allegations, allegedly, etc., etc., that maybe the company was going to be taken out by Gordon and Murdoch after it entered bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. But the American giant CBS came and took it out from under their nose. They sure did. Channel 10 still in existence as an operating entity. Yep. Unfortunately, shareholders got exactly zero. And so Channel 10 is our biggest bankruptcy of 2017. Talk, talk about a big turnaround as well. Those guys Oof. were doing very well for a long, long period of time, right. particularly in the early noughties. You know, they were just, just on fire. Mate, they had the Simpsons that was writing its head off, and, and Channel 10 was the most most commercially successful network in the country. Yeah. Talk about Rooster to Feather, Mate, you, you can never take your finger off the pulse, can yeah, you? you? really good point. All, no matter how well things go, there, there's always the potential for things to turn around. So, good point. Uh, Nokia and Kodak also come to mind <laughs> uh, there as well. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M.
This is a, a good foolie. This is the Head in the Sand Award. Oh, foolie. I like that. Sounds like a good one. This is for those sort of corporate players that really <laughs> just failed to acknowledge things that were really coming at them. The, the blindingly the ostrich foolie. The ostrich foolie. Just no, no, la, 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 la. I don't want to know. I don't want it. It doesn't exist. And, and when Fra- you were a kid, did you used to put your head underwater in the pool so you couldn't hear mum and dad calling? No, that's. Oh yeah, all the time. Really? Oh, you swim around there. You call them, you go underwater, and then you pop up quickly, take about to get back down again. <laughs> I'm glad you came up for it. And, and, okay. and then you pretend that, you know, you, of course you knew they were yelling at you. You kept going underwater so you couldn't get, they couldn't get your attention. It was terrible. My, my sister and I used Mate, to I think that is definitely just you and your sister. No, well, possibly. For, 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 for one, you have to be in the pool for that to be an effective technique, unless Thank you're, you, you're running in and, and <laughs> jumping in the pool that every the time like, they scream. Can we get out of the pool, Scott? Get out of the pool, Scott. Blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. I get you. Yeah, it was great. It worked perfectly. No, that's, that, that is not resonating. Dude, you missed me. out. That is not resonating. Having said that, yes. I am a classic for putting my head in the sand. Okay. I, am, I am very good at that. Are you better than Cherry Harvey? <laughs> no one is better than well, Jerry Harvey. One person is better than Jerry Harvey. Well, let's go with Jerry for now. Okay, that's very true. So he was a runner-up. Yes. Poor old Jerry. Um, what on a poor old <laughs> mega billionaire Jerry? Uh, let, let's not feel too sorry he's for not, the guy. He's not, he's not too upset. And this he's morning, had phenomenal I've, I've corporate say. success here as well. Right, so I'm right. sure he's not going to lose any sleep that we're having a little bit of fun at his expense. <laughs> um, is that uh, he, he said it'll take Amazon 18 months to three years to set up here. Um, oh, Jerry. And turns out they set up very, very, very quickly. That was awesome. Always mad. I think we've said on the, on the, the podcast did. that was always mad. I, I, I have to believe I, Jerry's not that silly, right? So I've got to believe it was basically Jerry's way of trying to play down the threat of Amazon for his customers and his franchisees. Mm. Look, this will be fine. It'll take forever. Just buy himself some time. Kind of keep everything. Everyone settled down. Amazon leased a warehouse, put some racking up, filled it with products and were selling within about a month or two of, of kind of starting that process. Because of course you could always lease a warehouse, you could always lease racking. It was never going to take that long. Yes, if they were building from scratch in new land with new constructions. Right. So they built their own warehouse, sure. and Jerry might say, well, that was what I meant. Um, the reality was he tried to infer that, that Amazon was years away, probably. Uh, it took about three months. Oh, it was, there was just so much noise out there of how quick it was going to happen as well. So again, that is a, a very honourable mention. But he wasn't the best. He wasn't least, the best. At least his business is continuing his to His business is still, and, and to, but well. this, at this point in time, is still sort of on the, on the right path. So which company could have its head further in the sand than good old Jerry. It ha- mate, it, the, the foolie here has to go to poor old Maya. Oh. It's new Maya strategy that's going to beat <laughs> Amazon somehow and everyone else. Just trust else. us. Sales it, are still falling, but it, honestly, this new oh, Maya thing is going to be brilliant. Mate, these guys just get in further <laughs> and further trouble. And it's all okay. It's all okay. Shares are down 53% throughout 2017. The year's not even, um, well, as we record, it's not fully over yet, so maybe it'll get a little bit worse. Have, look, I'm going to be. I'm going to throw them a bone here. At the same time, if you're I'll the see. CEO, you, you have... Have, you have to present a positive. You can't go, and go oh, we're, we're screwed. Well, you, you can't do that, can you? You probably, Look, frankly, the, the, the pressures of corporate reality probably mean you can't. I'm reminded of um, it's an Intel boss, Andy Grove, um, and Gordon Moore of Moore's Law fame, for those who know that. Um, they tell a, Andy Grove tells a great story. They were trying to work out whether to get out of the semiconductor business or not. Mm-hmm. No, membership business, I think it was. I mm-hmm. membership business. And they were kind of tossing and turning and arguing around the management team the whole lot. And uh, and Andy Grove and Gordon Moore were in Andy Grove's office at one point. And... and um, and Andy Grove turns to Gordon Moore and says, Gordon, if we got sacked tomorrow, another management team come in, what would they do? Mm. And Gordon says, oh, that's easy. They get rid of the memory chip to business tomorrow. And Andy Grove's like, well, why don't we just walk outside, come back in and just do exactly that? And that's what they did. Wow. So they kind of went, yes, this is what we've always done. I know that story. It's a great right. story. And it's true. So th- that's you know the beauty of, mm. yes, you can, do, you can do two things. You can either try and make the best of the situation you're in or you can try and change the situation. Maya cannot, I am absolutely convinced, succeed with the number of stores they have, the amount of square footage they have on the, in those stores, 
it is just too big, too unwieldy, and consumer preferences are changing too fast for Maya to succeed at the same size it is. And it has to, at some point, say enough is enough. The strategy of new Maya is not just make some tweaks to merchandising, tweaks to service, and wait for things to recover. Yep. You have to acknowledge in a new retail world, department stores don't win in large numbers anywhere in the world right now. Yeah. Small individual department stores, a couple or three in high volume locations will succeed. Yep. You just can't have 10, 20, 30, 40 department stores. DJs are facing the same problem, by the way. Yeah. It's just a dead format or a dying format and if they just try and say well on the way to oblivion we'll try and do a little bit better yep. you're still going to end up in the same place look you don't envy the guys uh, it, right, it, right. it is a super tough job so again it's easy to put the they, they are they are sailing into you know the, the kind of winds that you know the best sailor is going to struggle with to really murder the analogy but <laughs> but, but you know it, it is the hardest Dropping thing anchor and it trimming, is, trimming it, the and... it is the hardest thing to do there's there's yeah. a lot of business that are in a huge amount of trouble often the smartest thing to do is actually run it run it with the intention of it going bankrupt. So you say, look, yep. this thing is gone in, in, let's say, 10 years. Uh, we know it's going to go wrong. Yep. So let's stop, you know, wasting money on on new ventures. Let's cut our costs. Let's keep let's keep things viable as long as we can, but we're going to extract as much money for this yeah, while fair. still delivering on our service proposition broadly. Um, and and although that's, you know, not ideal, but that that's a business isn't that isn't worth zero. And in fact, you can mm. get a good return on a business in decline at the right price. You you're at a point now where the market is pretty much factoring it in anyway, <laughs> right? So again, yeah, it's not a, yeah. it, it, no board or, or very few shareholders are going to sort of acknowledge that. Yet it is the smart thing to do in many, many situations. Yep. Uh, Myers halved in the last year, as you already mentioned, Andrew. Mm. Market up now of only $500 million. Yeah. Um, it, it's, that's tiny, right? That's that's kind of, this was the once great Meyer. It's yep. now struggling for survival. And as you say, you've either got to do some drastic surgery or run it for cash. But the new Meyer strategy where you somehow revitalize the merchandising or the, or the range or the staff. That ain't your problem. It's it's not. And, and we mentioned last week, even the best manager running a, a terrible business is going to struggle. Yep. Um, I wouldn't want to be a Meyer CEO for all, all the money in China. Or the tea in China. The next... To use the, to use the correct <laughs> use phrase. proper term. <laughs> Value stocks. Market. Stock market. Index. Share market. This is Motley Fool Money. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Uh, the next fully goes to the most money blown up. And, wow, were there some real oh, contenders here. And speaking of speaking of you corporate know CEOs trying to do the best thing or the right thing or yeah or frankly the corporate imperative and spending a whole lot of money trying to grow for the hell of it yeah uh, well there, there's a tell whole... me about our nominee Vocus Andrew uh, well so Vocus um, and again I've put my hand up for this one it was one that uh, I recommended I <laughs> that wasn't my intention uh, I'm sorry mate no well look, it is it is what it is. You, you can deny these things or you can accept reality <laughs> right uh, it happens I'm, I'm in favour of denial and um, uh, so yeah these guys really went on a huge acquisition binge and. They they were gobbling when when the telco industry was consolidating. Um, they were doing it. Everyone was doing it, and right. growth was just spectacular. Yep. And then we reached a point where it's kind of like mm, all the all the low hanging fruit was gone. All the consolidation opportunities had dried up. And mm -hmm. as a result of that, when you could no longer juice earnings growth through acquisition, mm -hmm. therefore the earnings dried up as well. So then the share price started to fall to reflect that new reality. And right. it, frankly, that was not a surprise for me at all. I think we talked about that a lot. That was. But it got to a level where you kind of think, well, at this point, they don't need to grow too much. The shares have fallen significantly enough where I think that there's still a good chance that, that 
shares represent value. Dude, that's a very good defense of your buy decision. It's not, however, what the fool Well, I'm getting, for. I'm getting, I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a, I got He's a up a long run up. Here. I got a rational. <laughs> the second problem, and it was a risk that was known, but that one mm. was certainly not given enough uh, weight, was that they had a serious case of corporate indigestion. Yeah. They, the, 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 the challenges of integrating those businesses. Like me on Christmas Day about 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> That's actually, um, I'm well asleep by that stage, <laughs> by the way. It, was, it, was, it wasn't pretty. And, yep. and they, they, they were right down. The dividend got cut. They had to flog off their uh, New Zealand business, yep. a business that they didn't buy that long ago. It was imperative their corporate strategy until it wasn't and they wanted to get rid of yeah. it again. Mate, you know what we have to do as well? We have to, I'm going to throw this one on left field. We had to mention RFG. That was a lot of money was blown up there. There as well, seven dollars at the start of the year, down to four at the time of. Oh, sorry, down to two fifty at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, we have to give that one an honourable mention. I'm going to have to uh, show you the rules of this one because this is the corporate blow up. This is the, oh, this is the management acquisitions that went bad, not just share prices. That I thought fell. while we were reveling in our failures, we might as well get, <laughs> get that one out. Well, there. unfortunately, we're going to have to do a three for three here because the winner of the most money blown up this year is the media content business Icentia, the media mm. monitoring company that mm. thought, mm. it's a recommendation of mine, a twice recommendation of mine, that mm. thought it would be clever to get into the content business. It was all about social media and networking and virality and God knows what else. And so Icentia, who previously just said, hey, here's what happened on the web, mm. decided they'd go into the, hey, here's what we can make happen on the web. Mm. So they bought a business called King Content, mm-hmm. which subsequently is worth, let's see, dot three, carry the one, subtract, exactly zero. zero. Mm-hmm. They've written down that business to zero. They've closed it down. They originally tried to rebrand it. So it's not King Content anymore. It's part of the Icentia business. Now they've pretty much said this was just a stupid idea. They literally torched 100% of that money. In fact, more because not only did they give the vendors some cash for the deal, they then lost money on it for about two years before they finally realized that it was a dog mm. and they should take it out share, back. Share price halved over 2017. Absolute disaster. They blew up a fortune of oh, shareholders' oh, money man. in the quest for growth. Peter Lynch talks about diversification. In other words, diversification that makes things worse. Yes. This wasn't pure diversification, but it certainly was. I sent you getting into a business they frankly never had any business being in. Um, this wasn't their core business. They didn't have a core competency there. And whether or not the, the, the vendor took them for a ride or whether they just got themselves in trouble is kind of immaterial. If you make a bad deal, you're going to get absolutely spanked for it. And Accenture shareholders are much the poorer for Accenture's misadventure. Some painful lessons in all of those companies, which I think we should revisit in a future <laughs> oh, podcast. Good. We're a sucker for punishment. Mate, if you're gonna, you've got to get something out of these I'll experiences. Bring, I'll bring the gin. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think, I think you, when you can look back on there are there are lessons. That, everything's easy in hindsight, of course, but oh. I, think, I think there are lessons to be learned. Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The finance word of the year. Oh, God, our industry is the best. Now. The best for jargon. I, I'll Speaking take of all, jargon. I'll take any any um, contender there. We will beat you hands down in terms of jargon and useless terminology. Speaking of jargon, about a month ago, on this very podcast, <laughs> you tried to go into a description of some internet technology by throwing out TCPIP. TCPIP. Which is well, actually, that's that, that's being a bit unfair because that isn't finance jargon, my friend. That is tech <laughs> jargon. Well, I was on a finance podcast, and I get to make fun of you, so it's worth. And I said to you, see you last week, you say it, you say it, you say it confidently, <laughs> you say it quickly. You don't have to understand what it is. You don't actually know what it stands for, do you? I have no idea what it stands for. <laughs> All right, that's but it is a transfer protocol for uh, the the way that uh, the internet communicates with itself. 
You're lucky I don't know enough to, 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 uh, to, to correct you on that one. <laughs> Please right. don't write in if you're in the technology industry and point out. <laughs> oh, mate, they've stopped listening, they've listening long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't deal with this stuff anymore. <laughs> All right, so that was not really a finalist, but it was fun. Um, I, I, I had to give FinTech a nod here. So FinTech's FinTech. actually been doing the rounds for a little oh, while, but in 2017, it was still front and center. This All is, about FinTech. This is an aggregation of financial and technology. I, a portmanteau, was that actually uh, called? I love, thank you. I was is that a good word? word? I yeah. love that so word. So we throw two words together to kind of make another like Tomcat for, Yes, yes. Tom Cruise and Katie. Holmes. Yes. You like that? I, I do like that. I, 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 yeah, I would have yeah. thought that Benefer? Ben Affleck and Jennifer yes. Garner? I Jennifer Garner? I don't know. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all up with my corporate but, stuff. But FinTech, Kim Ye for Kim Kardashian and Let's Kanye. move on, right. dude. Let's, let's, get out of, let's get out of the celebrity <laughs> gossip column. So FinTech, <laughs> FinTech is um, it's this idea that there is a lot of disruption to be had in the in the financial space. Technology and software we know are eating the world, to use that well-hackneyed mm. phrase. And it's just something, it's one of those things that if you're going to launch a business, like by saying that you know you're in um, uh, lithium or you're in you're in pot you're stocks. a pot stock yeah, or something right. like that you know you you mention the word fintech and all of a sudden your valuation goes up by about tenfold. Do you remember the Sesame Street episode where the, the monster would would ask, take two parts of the word and Drew and Is Drew two headed Andrew Andrew, Andrew Andrew yes I don't know <laughs> I, I'm, I, with fintech I'm, I'm hearing financial technology. Money, tech, money, tech. Fintech, fintech, fintech. And that's kind of the way the market's taken yeah, off. Yeah, right? There's nothing like fintech. putting a, a groovy label on something oh, to make it worth money more money. And kind of cool, weird, so cody cool. stuff. This can't possibly go badly. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will I will say now, I have said this on Twitter before, I will go on record as saying that some of the financial technology the fintech companies mm-hmm will, in the fullness of time, be significantly overvalued from this point. I love a lot of fintech companies, but just by calling yourself a fintech doesn't make your existing business model or the unit economics any better. Yeah. Than, I, think uh, there, I think there are companies out there that won't have a business in five years' time, but more importantly and probably broader, I think there'll be companies out there who have expectations and of whom shareholders have expectations that won't be fulfilled. Yep. Some will, by the way. I'm not saying the whole sector is crap. Yep. Just I think there's a lot of expectation built into that sector anything as you say that's called fintech all of a sudden has a great valuation that probably won't be uh, brought to bear now mate with there the winner though with, the winner without a doubt we have all. to now we kind of related to this before but we we're going to use the, the the term that gets people super can I, excited can i do my sesame street thing uh, okay oh it's yeah kind of a portmanteau too right uh, is it yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, not quite no I don't, I don't know block chain block chain block blockchain, blockchain. what is it <laughs> But we've, it's big. We've devolved the Sesame Street, mate. This might very well be our last <laughs> podcast. When we, when we sign off for the year, that might actually be forever as far as we know. Mate, what was just the other day we were talking, there was a company <laughs> that just added blockchain to its name and it shares oh, like a million The percent. Long Island Ice Tea Company is now called Long Island Blockchain. You love it. It's brilliant. Isn't that great? Isn't it? And what happened to the share price? How far did it go up? I, 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 millions. This, I, is, I, this is reminiscent of the dot-com <laughs> boom when, 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 all, when all of a sudden a company would add dot-com to the end of its oh, name and the share price would triple. You know, at Walmart.com, Actually listed its well, Walmart listed its, its online business called it Walmart.com, and and it was yeah yeah. Now I'm going to say for the record here as well, I'm and I've said it before, I'm a big fan of the technology. I think it is of the block of the chain. I, I, I love both of it. I love both <laughs> both. I, I, I think it the is portman and the toe. I think it is a technology that will prove to be very 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 big. Whether or not that happens mm-hmm. to be big in association with Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum or anything, but in terms of the technology yep. itself, I think it will be absolutely phenomenal. And again, any any good ramp up needs it nugget of truth to it there is a right, lot of right. truth to it but again it had to get the fully of the year award for finance of the word just because it is something that just gets people super excited whenever it's attached to anything blockchain blockchain welcome to motley Fool blockchain real money advice from real people not just a couple of dicks with a porsche
Get more at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The lesson of the year. Oh, this I, is this one, we call it a, this is a perpetual fool, I reckon. Yes, yes. What, what is the lesson of this year and probably every single year? But it's one that is a, is a hard one to accept because we always like to think we're, we're cleverer than anyone else, but it's this idea <laughs> is that, that we, get, we get the foolie for being too clever. We, hey, well, I, 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 use the, I use the general Go we, the, okay. you know, not, not, not us we. Okay. Um, it's this idea that you can time the market. And it, I remember at the start of the well, it was last year, in fact, that um, uh, UBS had their sell everything. Oh, last February it was. So what? Almost oh, getting close to two years. Two ago. years, and what's the market done since? Oh, I'll be up twenty something percent. And again, like it's not that they weren't irrational. They, they, there was there was completely irrational arguments, but you will always see these very smart, very well structured, very reasonable in a lot of cases arguments about why something is going to happen. Yeah, and and but the why and the when. Are two very very different points. So, so there's this wonderful saying. I forget who. Maybe you'll remind me. Who, who says here that the, uh, bubbles can go on far longer than what you think is possible. The market can remain irrational Thank longer you. than you can remain Thank solvent. You. Is what Thank you're reaching you. for. Thank you very much. So the index was at four thousand seven hundred odd points when mm-hmm. that call was made. It's now over six thousand. I mean, I've done it as well. How many times have we had fun at my expense in terms of in terms of whether it be Bitcoin, That's pretty in terms much this podcast of whether it can be it. the housing You're bubble. a very kind man. You know, it's like, again, I would argue that I could make a pretty sensible case for it, but geez, those things just keep going on and on and on. And thank <laughs> God I wasn't dumb enough to try and time it by taking opposite positions or anything like that. So I guess oh, one of those things is, is just, just come back to it. Right. And, and here's the other thing. You, you don't need, here's, here's the, the biggest secret of all, you, you don't actually actually need to have any ability to time to still do well. Right. I think that's a really good point. So, look, you know, there are people every year who'll make prognostications. One year out of every six or seven, they end up being right, and so the media takes them out for dinner and tells them they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. The, the simple reality is that not, you know, if you'd ask, us, be, ask anyone else at the beginning of the year, how would we finish? No one would know. Ask it a year before, a year after, people will still not know. They'll make prognostications because, as the old saying go, experts forecast not because they know, but because they're asked. Yeah. Um, and so I get asked regularly, as you do on TV, hey, Scott, what's going to happen by Christmas? And my answer is, I don't know. Well, you sound really dumb when you say, I Yeah, don't right, know. right. You're supposed to know, right? You know, and, and it expert, sounds like a cop know? out. Like, how could you not know? Yeah. But it's the honest answer. Motley Fool Money. For more, go to fool.com.au forward slash triple M. All right. Okay, the two high, to go. Two to go. We're, we're, we're nearing the end. Bring it in with a wet sail, mate. The, Come the on. second last fully is highest share price of the year. Hey. Run us through some of the finalists. Well, let's start with CSL, the Australian biotech giant, doing fantastic things, growing at a rate of knots. Such a success story. $40 as we, as we record this. $40. Did I ever tell you that I bought them below $30? Hey, well done. I'm so smart. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. So you made what? F- no, let's not go. I bought them at that price. Yeah, That's yeah, all that yeah. matters. That's all you need to know. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I, I, I did this. You sold them, didn't you? I sold them, and I, I made. I remember at the time it was a fifty percent profit. I thought, God, I'm smart, and I did it really quickly. You can't go broke taking a profit. You can't right? go broke taking a profit, mate. And uh, yeah, they're one hundred and forty dollars today. So right. uh, you know what? what? The, the second, the second nomination. You know, I did exactly the same with this thing as well, which was <laughs> Sorry, cochlear dude. when they had their recall. I was backing the truck up. Not only did I buy, I bought a lot. Hey. For me, for me, I bought a lot. So the shares were at 55, 60 bucks. You've tripled your money. I got, here's another lesson here as well. I got miles away from the bottom. I should. There's okay. no way I bought them at $55. Oh, so you doubled your money. So, no, actually. <laughs> I made a good 30% profit in, in the space of about, I'm going to say, eight or nine months. Hey, well done. Genius. So smart. Uh, except they're worth $174 today. <laughs> and uh, and I pay tax on that as well. So th- there's, there's a whole bunch of lessons there. But when you get company, and by the way, I would put CSL and Cochlear as amongst two best companies on the ASX. Now, six times the price of that. 
Oh. Amazon.com. How have we gotten this far without mentioning Amazon? Wow. Well, luckily we've rectified that. Yep. 1,174 US dollars. So call it 1,500 bucks among friends. Yep. Not bad for a dot-com retailer that hasn't really had any significant profit. It's amazing, isn't it? That's all right, isn't it? But yes. even that pales yes. into insignificance. Or double it, triple it? Uh, next, next to uh, what we like to call Uncle Warren. Uncle Warren. Uh, Uncle B. We like <laughs> No one calls him Uncle B. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get some momentum behind Uncle B. You're also trying to get some momentum behind the Trump dump, as I recall. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and the Trump pump. didn't catch on no, either. No, no. One day it will. Yeah. And then I'll get no credit for it. Maybe let's not make you in charge of viral Let, let's media not, for the let's, let's not do that. All right. So, so Berkshire Hathaway, Uncle Warren. the yes. series, the, the A-class chairs, yes. are now worth yes. around 300000 thousand US dollars each. That's about three hundred and eighty thousand Australian dollars. That's not bad. Not bad at all. That's the, the price of a half a bedroom in Sydney. <laughs> you, might, you might get a car space for that amount. Well almost. In the suburbs. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's a three hundred thousand US dollars, three hundred and eighty thousand Australian bucks. That is just you know, look, and we should say, we always do say, the actual price per share doesn't matter. It's the value of your enterprise that matters. Yes. You can have one share worth a million or a million shares worth a buck. Same the company's thing. still worth the same thing. But and that's why he's there. He's just, he's never done a stock split. <laughs> right. right. And and frankly, this is one where it's not the largest company in the world, but I think it's probably the fifth or sixth it's up largest. There. It's way up there. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Warren, $300,000. And you can buy the B-class shares, though, for 200 bucks. Yeah. And it's another good lesson there, too. Of plenty of people saying, oh, I'd like to buy it, but it's too expensive and all the rest. It was 50000 I think, around the turn of the century. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The gold foolie. The gold foolie. The award of awards. The one that everybody wants. <clears throat> Camera pans. To all the all the contenders and the nominations but there's, are there's no other nominations, mate. No other nominations. The best financial podcast of the year. Yeah. Oh, mate, this is. I mean, now we, now we thought this was a good idea. What is it? Triple M's Motley Fool Money. Ah, crowd goes wild, and all of a sudden, podcasts <laughs> players around click, the country click, 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 flick click. off. That is that is just pathetic. <laughs> Mate, you only say that because of my idea. Yeah, it, it sounded good when we were having breakfast. So I just, well, I'm really regretting. To be it fair, mm-hmm. it is the it is objectively mm-hmm. the very best podcast that you and I do. And that is very true. There you go, without a doubt, podcast is, of the year. Yeah, my mum's favourite. Hey. <laughs> Hi, mum. I don't think my mum listens. That's <laughs> right. On that note. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, what we will do next year, we might actually add a little bit, if we're still going next year <laughs> after that, uh, is we might add a little bit more formality to it. And we will, we, will, we, we will ask for people to send through some nominations. Oh, I like that. And, and that way, we, again, we can make our job a lot easier. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, that we'll saves at the, least 15 minutes. We'll start an institution. We've had the inaugural Foolies of 2017. The second annual Foolies this time next year. Fantastic. Yeah, maybe you and I have a breakfast with that. And I wear my tuxedo shorts again. <laughs> Maybe my tuxedo thongs. Uh, just wear clothes. Okay, that's, that's that, a step right? up. It's yeah, a step yeah, up. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, people have got new mental images now. Fools, I did say last week, and I will say again, thank you very much for listening this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our last podcast for the year, but God willing, and the good people at Triple M not realising we're still doing it, we'll be back next week, <laughs> right. uh, and we will bring you a look ahead for 2018. So we're looking forward to that. did we just say that you can't look ahead? Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. I see what you're doing. Okay. Nice. Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. And I, I haven't run this past you yet. Maybe some outrageous predictions even. Oh, 
Oh, I can do for, that. Just for the fun of I it. Can tell, I can tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> Fools, thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, thank you for another great year. We really appreciate it. And Andrew Page, to you, thank you for being my podcast partner this year. Back at you, mate. It has been an absolute blast. Always good great fun. Time. Always we, good we fun. We really appreciate the listeners who do listen and do interact with us. Uh, if you want to get in touch, please email us at info at fool.com.au. Follow us on Twitter on at the Motley Fool AU or one word. We have a Facebook page. Or you can tweet at Andrew at, at Sage underscore Simeon. That's a that's a Twitter account. Right. Yeah. At Sage so, under I think you said Facebook. Anyway. Hello? Yeah. At Sage okay. underscore Simeon. What's that? Again? Uh Wise Monkey. Okay. And I'm at T. Almost important <laughs> two, whatever you called it. No, it's not. No. <laughs> the underscore makes it two words. I know. <laughs> Or I'm at TMF, as in the Motley Fool, at TMF Scott P. Uh, please tweet at us. If you've got something interesting to, to do, tweet at me. If you want to have a go at someone, Andrew's the best one to go with. Other than that, thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can sc- subscribe to Triple M Motley Fool Money Podcast through iTunes and your favourite Android podcast app. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a fat five-star rating on iTunes and tell your friends. I'm sure they could use a little fully straight talk too. That's, that's it. pretty good. You could do phone I, disclaimer. I, I could really could. Yeah, that's pretty Authorised by Scott Phillips, Canberra. <laughs> That's it for this week's Motley Fool Money. Until next week, full on. Full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.